You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This episode number 381, we're discussing... A new Star Wars movie heading to the big screen, What If Star Wars Show, and Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I'm your host for this week. It is me, Tim, and like always, I am excited to talk some nerd. I'm recording not only by myself, but a little late this week just due to life. Life is crazy, and I know you guys are experiencing the same thing. We just got through Blue Monday, the most depressing and saddest day of the year, and to be honest with you, I kind of felt that. The weather has been brutal here in Calgary. It was minus 40 over the weekend, minus 40 Celsius, with the wind chill below minus 50, and that actually inspired one of the topics this week, in discussing more of Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. There's a trailer that dropped in the early part of November, and I've yet to discuss it in any sort of detail. We mentioned it and briefly discussed the film in our most anticipated episodes a few episodes back, a few weeks back, but I want to break that down in a little bit more detail as well as talk about Star Wars. Star Wars has been quite active over the last couple days with some big reveals, including a new movie heading to the big screen, which we'll get into in just a few minutes. But guys, I am glad you are here with me today because I had a slow start to the week. I had an awesome day today doing some incredible Pod Summit things. And now I'm at the mic talking about one of my favorite things in the world, and that is Star Wars. And what an exciting week it has been. We have a new movie coming at us, which instills a bit of worry in me, as well as an enormous amount of excitement. Now, you might ask yourself, Tim, why are you worried? We're getting a movie called The Mandalorian and Grogu, following the journeys out of their Disney Plus show onto the big screen. Now, my worry is here, is what does this mean for the rest of the slate? Lucasfilm has not been overly reliable on their big screen release since the end of the sequel trilogy. And here we are with a brand new movie inside of this part of the universe, this Return of the Jedi or post-Return of the Jedi era of storytelling and an era I love. But now we've got another movie on top of the Filoni movie on top of multiple seasons of shows. So there's a lot going on here. They had that big announcement at Star Wars Celebration. They laid those three movies down and now they have this one. By the sounds of it, my guess is that John Favreau went and said, I have an idea. It's too big for a TV show. We should head to the big screen. And Lucasfilm and Disney is also likely looking to transition stores back to the big screen. So what better way to do it than with two of the most popular, and in Grogu, probably the most popular Star Wars character in the universe today. So I, I think... Although the little worry that this does pull in a little bit more of that uncertainty again, where they kind of laid down the sign and said, nope, this is exactly what we're doing. Here are three movies. Here's the timeline that we're going to be adhering to. And then it's changed again. We have another new movie in here. We've had so many movies come and go. It makes me worry that one of those other movies is maybe not happening anymore. Like, is this an addition 
to the slate or is this adding to the slate and removing something else because it looks like this is going into production in 2024 so that is this year guys so they are really moving fast at this and yes they likely have a lot of the content built the characters costumes all of this stuff is coming out of the disney plus show because it was of course movie quality and so they already have a leg up on their production run into this and so my guess it's a pretty short production buildup as long as the story is there and of course yes there's big sets to build there's a lot of computer graphics to be generated but ultimately this could mean that we're seeing a star wars movie in 2025 or another star wars movie in 2025 and so does that mean we get two star wars movies in 2025 two in 2026 or i don't really know how this is all going to land but going to production in 24 means that we are likely to get this movie sooner rather than later this is likely going to production in before any of the other movies with the exception of maybe the ray movie which was a bit of conjecture online this week that it was possibly being delayed but in any sense that's that's just my what immediately comes to mind when i heard this news but let's talk about the news itself the mandalorian and grogu are embarking on a new adventure to the movie theaters this is coming right off of starwars.com and this is a quote from john favreau i've loved telling the stories set in the rich world that george lucas created the prospect of bringing the mandalorian and his apprentice grogu to the big screen is extremely exciting now kathleen kennedy president of lucasfilm went on to say john favreau and dave filoni have ushered into star wars two brand new and beloved characters and this new story is a perfect fit for the big screen so it looks like we're probably not getting another season of The Mandalorian, at least for the foreseeable future, as it will be transitioning onto the big screen, not only in this movie, but likely into the Dave Filoni movie. So this movie has, I guess, a couple different avenues that it could go down. It could be simply a standalone movie for The Mandalorian Grogu, specifically progressing the Grogu character a little bit further, giving him a much bigger story to tell. And... Maybe that's framed up around the Mandalore that we saw in the previous season of The Mandalorian. But my guess is this is going back, because it is a Jon Favreau movie, that this is going back to the lone gunslinger and his apprentice or and his sidekick that we saw in Mandalorian Season 1. I don't think we're going to be getting the same sort of Mandalorian content that we got in the last season because that was very much i think a dave filoni led season less so on the john favreau side of things so i would look to season one for what we're potentially getting on the big screen for the mandalorian and grogu so very exciting times for that part of the universe because not only are we getting a movie that is going to be featured around both of these characters dave filoni is still in here and all of the directors are all still tapped to do these movies but he has also been announced as the one developing, and of course, Ahsoka Season 2. Which, Ahsoka, as we talked about at the end of last year, was one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars content of all time. And definitely my favorite in the Disney era. With the exception of maybe The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens was a very special time. But Ahsoka Season 2, I think, allows us to jump much deeper into that Rebel story and potentially lay a lot of groundwork for what the movie is eventually going to be. So I would have to say that both of these movies and Ahsoka Season 2 are going to very much serve as the universe builders and the precursors to 
what I'm hoping is an Endgame Infinity War style of movie where we have this massive team up of characters going against Thrawn. I think that's the direction they need to go. And I'm hoping that they're starting to build more into the movie side of things because of the scale that they want to go to. I think with Bob Iger back at the helm at Disney, the focus is coming off Disney Plus. It becomes a piece of the portfolio, not the once thought of as the crown jewel of the portfolio. And they're shifting their focus in Star Wars specifically back to the big screen. Now, they've had a ton of success on Disney+, Plus, but I think it is time for them to move back to the big screen on event scale style of movies. Now, what this does do is asking the crowd, the audience, to watch multiple seasons of Mandalorian, potentially a season of Ahsoka, to really build in and understand all this. Book of Boba Fett, even, maybe. So there's going to be this interesting leap that audiences are going to have to make. Like, everyone knows who Baby Yoda is, who Grogu is. My kids have never watched a minute of The Mandalorian, but they both know who Baby Yoda is or Grogu is. And so that leap is easy to make. But when it comes to a story perspective, they're going to have to do some retreading to make people understand who he is, that he's not Boba Fett, that he is someone different, and really run at this. Like, do they need Pedro Pascal to have the helmet off more in this to sell this to a bigger wider audience he is a big draw do they need him more kind of front and center with the mask off showing his face delivering the dialogue so that they can frame it around him a bit more i don't know it's going to be an interesting thing to see develop and the fact that we're getting this going into production in 24 is incredibly exciting but we shall move on to our next topic and that is continuing star wars there's this rumor out there i have no idea if it's true no idea where it came from i stumbled across it on social media and it was speculating on the idea of a star wars what if series in a very similar or the identical vein that marvel what ifs are so telling stories inside of their cinematic universe that look at the what if side of things and i think this is a phenomenal idea for star wars the ability to tinker with things tell different stories is incredibly intriguing to me bringing back a lot of the voice actors and actresses and actresses that did these roles i think that is really cool a great way to bring the cast back together with a massive production doing this in animation i think is absolutely the way to go for this this here would be i think one of the most viewed things in the stars universe on Dis- in the disney plus era like there's a lot of people that would want to see stories told in a slightly different way you just need to tweak a little thing and as my brain was churning through this idea over the last week or so i just jotted down a few things that i think would be awesome and i'd love to hear from you guys about ideas that you would like to see played with inside of the star wars universe so star wars what if so what if and i kind of just picked and plucked across all the different movies. What if Obi-Wan died in The Phantom Menace? So he was the one killed by Darth Maul, not Qui-Gon Jinn. There's been a lot of stories and a lot of ideas out there about what if Qui-Gon trained Anakin? Would he have actually turned? Qui-Gon was very much, some people don't like this term, but the great Jedi. He was thinking the Jedi ways weren't the best way. And having Qui-Gon survive through the prequel trilogy, train Anakin, and maybe become a a voice of reason for the likes of Yoda, maybe Mace Windu. That would have been cool. And having Liam Neeson come back to reprise the voice, as he already has 
in other Disney Plus shows, I think that would be a pretty cool what if and something to explore. All right, moving on to, let's go to the Revenge of the Sith. What if the Jedi's arrested Palpatine? So the reason I put this one on here, and I don't know if you guys ever have thought this, like have you ever watched a movie repeatedly and you think to yourself, if he just made a, a slightly different decision in this instant, this would have played out so differently and then run in your mind. One of the points in time that I consistently think about in the Star Wars universe is when Anakin goes to the Jedi Council to say that Palpatine is the Sith they've been looking for. And then Windu makes a comment with regards to if he is, and this is true, you'll have proven your loyalty or whatever to to the Jedi Order. And when they're flying in that ship, they're all standing there. They go to make the arrest. And then, of course, everything happens and it unfolds as it does. But I've always thought of that point. Like, in that moment, like, Anakin had made the right decision. And he was overcome by the fear or the you know, dark side of the forest and all that. And, and that changed in that instant. Like, what if they were just arrested Palpatine and that fight didn't happen? He didn't kill Windu because... He, of course, needed Palpatine to keep Padme alive. Like, so much would have changed if if Palpatine would have just went. And there's such a subtlety to the acting in that ship scene, and the score is amazing. I, for some reason, always go back to that. So I'd love to see that visited in a what-if scenario. So here's another one. Going to the original trilogy. I had a couple in here, like, around Luke. And what if Luke missed the Death Star, missed, well, in and doing, I guess, the Death Star trench run? Like, what if that missile didn't hit? Like, is it simply like Yavin explodes and that's it in the universe? Like, what happens in that scenario? Does the entire rebellion die? Likely, maybe? I don't know. Are they able to evacuate? Are they able to regroup? Because clearly not everyone is on Yavin. So that would be kind of something interesting to, to play with. Like, that is such a pivotal moment in Star Wars. Let's flip it on its head. Like maybe what if Han Solo doesn't show up? Does it still play out in a similar fashion? Does he have him get destroyed? I, I want to play with some of those elements, some of those items. Like what if the, the twins weren't separated? Or what if Luke and Leia were flipped around? What if Leia went with Obi-Wan in the original trilogy and she became the focal point? She became the Jedi. And how would that have all progressed? I think that might be a very likely scenario. What if they got flipped around? And I guess my last one, and this is simply because the moment that I have a very hard time with in Star Wars is the only moment, and I'm not going to get into it, but what if going into the, of course, the sequel trilogy, what if Luke didn't leave the Jedi Order or didn't fall into the state that he was in when we see him first in The Last Jedi? What if that moment was different? What would the universe look like? What would... A galaxy far, far away look like if Luke was the character that we had all envisioned he would be at that age. So I think there's so much you could play with there. And it gets me very, very excited talking about some of this stuff because there's so much possibility in there. Like they've been very strict in adhering to a level of canon that at times is even beyond the MCU. But they've never, the MCU has always kind of played with this what if space, and the comic books really have always played with this what if. And I think Star Wars and the creatives inside of it 
would really benefit from basically unshackling them from certain eras or stories or things that have to happen in a certain order and just letting it go. Amazing. You have decades and decades worth of fan fiction that you could apply to some of the stuff that I think would just be amazing. So Star Wars, what if? I Fingers crossed this happens. I think that would be absolutely amazing. Star Wars is, guys, here's the thing. I always get very excited about talking about Star Wars because it's one of my most favorite things on planet Earth. And I'm not as invest, not invested is the wrong word, but maybe as in the moment with it. But every time I hear little bits and pieces like this, it it just, it this light flickers inside of me and I get this kind of like warm feeling that just makes me so happy to be a part of this universe in some capacity and having the ability to, to come on the mic here and discuss it with you. And it really, it really kind of takes me back to like some of the more simpler moments in my life, standing out front and waiting, getting Phantom Menace tickets and getting Revenge of the Sith tickets and the force awakens. And there's been so many awesome moments with star Wars in my life. I even in my, my wedding, my wife and I, after we got married, you know, when you walk into the reception, we walked into the star Wars theme. And that's how much of an important piece of it in my life. Like we've got art in our house dedicated to our wedding day that has the rebel symbol inside of it. And so there's just, it has such, had such a profound effect on my life that even in the moments when I'm not as in lockstep with the universe as other people, like I'm not reading the books or the comics like that anymore, but it just makes me happy to know that this universe is thriving right now and there's so much good stuff coming with so many great creatives in and behind this. Like this universe I think is is going to do some pretty fantastic things in the not too distant future and I can't wait to experience it with all you guys out there. It's going to be amazing. And you know, speaking about amazing, speaking about franchises that have had a profound effect on your life, Ghostbusters. We got to talk about this Frozen Empire trailer in just a little bit more detail. I'm not going to deep dive into this. You know, the guys I watch over at YHS have been doing incredible work keeping up with all this. And so, like, if you want to dig to the nitty gritty of Ghostbusters, head over to the YHS podcast, their YouTube channel. They've been doing some pretty wild stuff over there. But I just wanted to, to kind of break down my initial thoughts. So I just rewatched the trailer probably for the first time in like a month or so, or I guess since we recorded the the most anticipated episode, which is only a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, my first gut impression when I watched this trailer, I was a little bit, I was a little bit scared, to be honest with you. And yeah, probably so because it's a, a movie about ghosts. But I, for real, I looked at it and I said, this feels very, very different from Afterlife. The thing I loved about Afterlife is that it took that franchise and I this is this word is overused but it it really kind of grounded it for me. You know, it modernized the story. The cast was so good, but it just felt like they they really brought Ghostbusters into the modern space and developed a movie with modern styles and even some modern trappings. But it felt like a piece of Ghostbusters, but it felt like it was an evolution of it to something even a bit more refined than what was done in the 80s. And I really liked that aspect of it. And this, to me, it felt different from Afterlife again, which was kind of the moment I was like, uh-oh, is is this going to land the same way that Afterlife did for all of us? Because Afterlife was also a very emotional movie. 
And this one definitely leans back towards the comedy side of things where I think Afterlife had elements of that in it, but it definitely struck a more serious tone. Paul Rudd is in there and he definitely brings a comedic tone, but he can also play that comedy very lightly where it's engaging and feels realistic and feels like a real human that could exist, but then you're throwing in weird elements. But ultimately on a second, third, and then even this viewing of the trailer, I felt like substantially different about it, especially this last one I did about, you know, 25 minutes ago. I felt very different about the movie. I felt that the tone it's striking was a piece of afterlife, but it was also, as I brought up in our year end discussion, it is embracing a bit more of that source material and the roots that I grew up with because the movies were a bit advanced for me when I was young. So I grew up with the real Ghostbusters. And so this movie feels like a nice balance between that more serious tone and more modern tone that they struck with Afterlife and blending it with the cartoons that provided endless joy for both myself and a whole generation of fans of this. And so I think it's cool that they're able to pull on that and demonstrate that inside of the trailer. Like the trailer kicks off in a, you know, my head's bobbing, I'm really digging this, and then introduces ice, and introduces cold, which, let me tell you, we've had a hell of an experience with cold here in Calgary recently. And, you know, my kids were playing Ghostbusters, and I put a photo up on our Instagram, at the NerdRM, and said, like, the kids are playing Ghostbusters here. The play, the Playmobil Ghostbusters, they have the tower and all this stuff. And I set the backdrop to the, just the absolute unbearable temperatures outside, minus 40 degrees Celsius. And But then it got me thinking, like, Frozen Empire. Like, this is, this is kind of cool. I'm literally experiencing this movie in real time in my life about, like, you know, freezing to death. <laughs> it's not the middle of July. But ultimately, I kind of got it. Like, it really connected me and made me feel a little bit closer to this movie. And so rewatching this trailer, I was like, yeah, I get this. I understand the fear of being frozen to death because, you know, we weren't close to that at all, but it felt like it sometimes. So getting back to the, the cast, this is probably one of my most favorite things about this, this franchise now is the cast. The new cast is phenomenal from Afterlife. The kids have all grown up a little bit. Everyone looks great. And you've got the original cast coming back here. And what seems to be a pretty substantial role and they're in the suits we've got paul rudd suiting up we've got the mom suiting up the kids are all like it all just looks like an absolute ton of fun i don't really know much on the story like there's the what is it the ghost chill or whatever it was called and you do see some moments some tense moments with some of the characters potentially freezing and the nice thing about freezing is you can technically kind of kill someone off but just thaw them out and they should be fine so i think they're gonna play with a lot of fun elements in this you know this is coming at us pretty quick in march so the countdown is on for ghostbusters afterlife and and really what it's gonna deliver like i'd be interested to hear the difference in your guys takes from when you first saw it juxtaposing that against afterlife and then how you felt about it after a couple of weeks like i did like i went definitely went through a phase of you know when you when you watch something, The Last Jedi, let's call it, 
and you're like, I really think I'm supposed to like this, but I can't put my finger on why I'm not ecstatic about this, why I'm not jumping up and down yelling about this thing. That's how I felt kind of on, I guess, a much different scale about Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I just wasn't there. Like, I was expecting to be blown away, and I was kind of just caught off guard by the direction of the film. But I'm there now. Like, I'm I'm actually quite excited. I had that experience. I had that moment to, like, quell expectations. And then I've gone on this kind of personal journey of build over the last couple of weeks that's been a lot of fun for me, just rewatching, you know, engaging with the kids, playing with the Ghostbusters, the Playmobil versions, just looking at my collect. Like, it's been this cool rediscovery i've even gone back and watched some of the real ghostbusters i think it's on youtube i just kind of periodically going back and just clicking on an episode and just kind of sitting back and, and melting into my seat and just experiencing this as i did when i was a child and so it's been a lot of fun having this experience with with ghostbusters over the last couple of weeks and i just wanted to share that with you guys i didn't you know like i said i'm not gonna go a huge deep dive into this trailer like the movie's coming in a couple of weeks but you know i've been really focused on experiences lately both in like my nerd life in my personal life and i love sharing stuff like that because it's it's this journey that we're all kind of on and i think sometimes we get stuck in in this space where you know we're supposed to like something or like i said a couple weeks ago we ended up in this this opinion space where it's like you know you're all in on something but it's okay to have fears and worries about some of the stuff and and they're their fears and worries, like on a personal side of things, but they're, it's, that's, I just want to make sure that, that we're always having those open discussions and we're always talking about these things candidly and seeing ourselves go on these, on these pretty cool journeys when we're in this kind of, when we're in this nerd space. And so that's where we're going to end it this week, guys. I had planned to do this for 10 minutes and here we are almost 30 minutes <laughs> into this podcast, but I had a lot of fun talking with you guys on this one and just musing about nerd like i thoroughly enjoy this space and we're going to continue doing this hopefully and i can find our schedule flow a little bit better here it's been a bit chaotic as we've gotten back into activities and family and work and all the stuff and we're always going to try to deliver some content that was something that we we didn't necessarily veer away from it was just out of circumstance but now that we're back consistently it's just something that i, I want to continue to do so Thank you guys for joining me on this solo episode. I always, always enjoy taking a break, taking a deep breath, getting behind the mic and just sharing my experiences. And so I thank you for coming back and listening every single week. And if you got anything you want to chat about, if you want to just toss me your thoughts on what ifs, your fears of Ghostbusters Afterlife or anything in this space, you can always email me at thenerdram at gmail.com and you can find all our social handles and everything over at the nerdroom.net. And if you want to check out something cool too, another podcasting project that I'm working on currently, you can go over to podsummit.com and check all of that out. We're doing a big podcast event and conference in Calgary in September, the 20th through 21st. It's going to be an incredible event and we are doing some pretty wicked things right now. And I'm just so pumped to be involved in the podcasting space, both behind the mic and in front of it in a different capacity. So until next week, when we're back here talking about something cool in the nerd space for the nerd room, I'm Tim. And thank you so much for entering the nerd room.